Bonjour and welcome to episode 316 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to TV to animation to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. I'm Giles Alderson, I'm a writer, director and a producer and on this week's episode, the first of 2023, we have on the team behind The Payday, which includes director and producer Sam Bradford, producer, writer and actress Kyla Fry and writer and actor Sam Benjamin. We sat down, the four of us, to have a chat all about how they went as a team from their short film Double Cross to their feature film The Payday and how you can too. Um, We talked all about how music can be used as an unlocking mechanism for characters. How you can go from short film to making a feature film for the first time. We also talked about what it was like writing The Payday, sort of structure and working as a trio. We also talked about knowing your budget and what it's like for mums to go back to work. And finally, how they made it. Why having belief is so important and why you should just jump in. That is all coming up for you, ladies and gentlemen, on this week's Filmmakers Podcast. I hope you're all right. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and New Year. And I hope that you take things into your own hands this year. I want you to make things happen. I want you to be creative, productive, and get rid of any negative or those envious vibes. Positive. Be happy. Be happy for others. It's 2023. Life goes by so fast, so don't wait. Make this year the year you pushed even harder and made it happen, even more so for you. So here is to a happy, prosperous and fulfilling year. Let's do this, people. Let's do this, filmmakers. Let's do it. Um, If you have listened to the podcast before now, you will know. We've been doing this for over five years. We have a whole back catalogue of podcasts episodes for you from oscar winners bafta winners right down to indie filmmakers like today's guests who just went out and went we're gonna do it we're gonna make a feature film we're gonna deal with the issues as they turn up but we're gonna be prepared and that's what you need to be You need to go out there and be prepared. And the best way to do that is have as much knowledge and information about filmmaking as you can. So why not dive in and listen to our back catalogue? Go in there. Uh, Go to our website, thefilmmakerspodcast.com. Find the search bar under podcasts and search independent film. Search making your first film. Search micro-budget indie film. And you will find the ones you're looking for. Or studio film, if that's your step next. Either Whatever is happening, I want you to go and make your film and I want you to be armed with as much information as possible, including distribution. There are episodes on that as well. So apart from me trying to persuade you to have an amazing 2023 and do everything you can in your power to make that happen, I now want you to get the most out of this episode. They're full with information, facts of making a feature film themselves and going out there and doing it. This is Sam Bradford, the director, producer. This is Kyla Fry, the actress, writer, producer and actor, writer, Sam Benjamin, talking about their film, which is out now on Sky and on Amazon, called The Payday. 
go watch it. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Sam Benjamin. Hello. Hello there. How are we all doing? Yeah, good. Kyla Fry. Hello, hello. Hello. And <laughs> Sam Bradford. Hiya. Hi. So we all had uh, we had nice Christmases. Let's start there. Let's have a fun chat. Because <laughs> it's the first one of the new year for the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Happy Year. New year. Thank you, Kyla. Thank you. So, how are we doing? Are we all right? Kyla, let's start with you. How was your Christmas? Was oh, it, nice? it, was, it, was, it was great. I had uh, 12 people over. Well, it was 12 of us in total, hosting, cooking dinner, opening presents. I've got two little ones. So, wow. it, was, it was a house full of joy and merriment. Oh, <laughs> oh how beautiful. And two little ones. How old are they? They are two and three. So, uh, so for them, yeah. this was pretty special. Yeah, this was the first Christmas that we we, we, we laid out reindeer food and we we're waiting on Santa and we're talking about if you don't go to sleep early, the Santa magic won't work and all that sort of stuff. So it was, uh, Setting the it was, rules it was, down it was, early. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it, was, it was really, really lovely and the family stayed for a couple of days after as well. So no one went home until the 27th. So it was quite, it was quite nice. That is nice. Yeah. Did you watch any cool films? Um, Pinocchio. I thought, yeah, the Del Toro one. Yeah, I thought that was just yeah, it was just like I'm, hours, I'm a big Disney fan, so I was really looking forward to seeing the the um, Guillermo's version of it, and I just thought it was just such a unique mm-hmm. and wonderful, wholesome take. And I wasn't expecting it to be a musical either. So the music, the the, the song mm-hmm. choice, fantastic. Um, and I saw Glass Onion the other night as well, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Yes, and more in keeping with what yeah. me and the boys do here as well. So yeah, I, I love those two. Yeah, no, they're gr- great. Two great choices mm. there. Yeah, I watched the Glass Onion. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I made a short film with Jessica Hennick, uh, who stars in that as well. Oh, nice. So when we were both coming up and making movies together, yeah, and she's flying now. She's uh, doing the Matrix and all sorts. She's uh, doing very, very well. Uh, did you did you boys watch Glass Onion? Was that one of on your list, Sam Benjamin? Start with you. Yeah, I, well, I saw it. I actually saw it in the cinema, and then and then someone invited me mm. to a screening of it. So I'd seen it twice on the big screen, and then <laughs> and then when I went home, I watched it with my mom and my brother. So, uh, so I had, had, had three <laughs> had three helpings of it, and every time, um, Daniel Craig's uh, Benoit, Benoit Blanc, Blanc. Um, just I just love that guy, and um, I thought him and I want to I want to follow up with him and Janelle Monae as like a as a mm. double team. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought it was very good, very good. Uh, Sam Bradford, did you did you watch it? I You're did. Part, yeah. part of this gang, yes. Yeah, I'm part of the gang. I saw it in the cinema as well. Uh, I there loved you it. go. There you go. Yeah, look at this. I mean, Kyla didn't. Damn. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel no, it was great. It was out. a really good watch. Uh, and mm. I think, um, I mean, I can understand why people want to see more from Daniel Craig in that. I think it's uh, very yeah. strong. It's really, it's, it's fun as well. It's a really fun movie. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've actually got some of Jared Leto's kombucha. Right now, <laughs> it is quite potent. Quite potent, Jared Leto. I love the name drops in it. I actually really enjoyed a lot of the in jokes and the fun. And I think movies like that—they're for us, aren't they? It's like 
that's what it's about making movies it's yeah. like that and that's what's so fun about the payday as well you know it's it's wonderfully made um but yeah the, things like the glass onion just just these are the kind of movies you, you kind of like aspire to and go yeah we can make this and everyone can be happy watching it and there's no real stress there's no pressure you know i i loved it so sam bradford did you have a lovely christmas what else did you watch any other cool movies came your way i did yeah i had a great christmas uh, i managed to watch uh spirited actually yes yes i love that i thought that was really like i mean the music was fantastic i'd love the score to it and the songs yeah Um, Yeah. i was really surprised i didn't go in i i didn't go in knowing too much about it i I tried to steer away from it i'd seen seen a trailer but i thought right let's just go jump Mm. straight and it was it was brilliant great watch yeah i agree we had sean anders on the podcast literally two episodes ago the director of spirit and and really cool like so interesting you know when yeah. someone like that's talking about how they've made such a big movie that's just great really good one spirited i think that'll be a christmas movie that hangs around i mm. think uh, i hope so the songs the ones. songs are fantastic as well like mm, it's brilliant catchy. yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, good. really well matched to the comedy of Will Ferrell as well and, and Ryan Reynolds and, and it plays to their strengths. Mm. So I thought I thought at first and I've, I've read that they've sort of said, you know, they were worried about how they can't hold a note in terms of singing. You know, <laughs> uh, I thought they were great. I thought yeah, complimented them perfectly. I tell you what, um, what is it? Voice tune? Yeah, you can do anything these days. <laughs> also tune, yeah. <laughs> also tune. Thank you. Yeah. Have you ever sang Kyla in any? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've done. I've done my my fair share of like background and session work for like your X Factors and stuff like that. And done oh the, wow, you proper singer. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, no, I wasn't a, a proper singer. There's no recording contract. There we go. We dead. started her off now, Giles. She's going to be banging on about all these bloody. <laughs> don't be a hater. All right, don't be a hater. <laughs> we get it kyla (laughs) what's that brilliant documentary is it one foot from stardom or 10 feet feet, yeah yeah, yeah. that's so good about the backing singers yeah that was it's just wonderful the rock stars Mm. and backing singers and yeah it's just i think i just i I love music music is is everything and even when when we're working on films and um kind of establishing characters making sure that i know what their musical interests are is, is hugely important for me to even find out who the character really is and and for me to get into that character and working with um, Sam Bradford as well he always has the music just right on set he sets the tone so perfectly mm-hmm. and that just having yeah. that energy going it just and um, there's a scene um, there's a scene where I walk in um, in like the middle of the heist and during the dream sequence for the payday and like Bradford goes to me he goes oh what song do you want and I was like ah oh. I don't know. Uh, uh, I was like Beyonce. So it's like Beyonce party. That's what that's what it is. And we just had to keep we, we were playing it yep. over and over and over again. And I was like bringing out my inner stash of fierce. And it was just it was just an awesome moment. Mm-hmm. And he, playing it in slow mo. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so badass right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was indulgent, Giles. It was indulgent. Yeah, but you need that. I think you've you've done, moments, I, but I do think you need that. Yeah, exactly. That was it, love. Now you're watching it in slow-mo. Come on now. <laughs> There's an extended cut of the payday somewhere with the with the full slow-mo. Yeah. I like that that you said about, you know, a song in the character and finding what your character likes as the, their songs. Because often it's animals or it's, you know, relationships or what they've done in the past. But songs are a really good way because that gets you right into what people like. You know, if they like Phil Collins, that's a certain type of person. They like Beyonce, it's that type. And I think that's just they're like jazz so they're like you know opera that's really cool uh sam benjamin is that something 
you've ever thought about? Yeah, I'm similar to Kyler as well. And I think you can, people who watch the payday will probably see there's a, there's, there's kind of two musical almost characters within the Mm -hmm. payday working alongside the plot. And for me, especially as a writer, I'm, I always write to music. Music is the unlock for any story for me. Um, and as an actor as well, very much in terms of getting into a zone or getting into a mood. And I realize the older I've got, the more the most of my all time favorite movies have a killer score and or a killer soundtrack that really weaves into the characters. So yeah, music is a big, like I grew up in a family that just has music playing nonstop. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Thing, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the payday, how it came about, because obviously you guys had made a short, um, in, even though it's similar, it's not the same. And I think maybe that's really interesting to talk about how you guys started together, how that came about the relationship and actually then going, let's make a feature because. It's very hard to make a feature. It's mm. difficult. You know now. You've been through the <laughs> trenches. You've done it. And you realize what it takes to get that movie onto Amazon, onto Sky, etc. It's mm. a lot of work. It's not as just simple as pressing record on a camera with some idea. There's a lot goes into the back of making it. So when you started to work together on the short, was it always the intention, Sam Bradford, we'll start with you, to turn it into a feature? Was that the idea for you? I, I want to say yes, but we were, that was our first outing together. I'd worked with Sam on something very kind of quick, um, beforehand. And, and when we, when we got together for the short, mm-hmm. we, we were, we were, I mean, we were have, having fun, but we were also kind of feeling each other out as professionals. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that Sam and Kyla knew each other long before I'd stepped into the picture, but, um, it was, I think an opportunity for us to flex our muscles in the short world. Um, and then we came out with it with a kind of lightning in a bottle effect mm. where a lot of people were like, Oh, I wanted to see more. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm loved it, but I didn't want it to end. And we were looking at each other going, Oh, hang on. Maybe we've got something. And it wasn't long before we started talking about how do we grow on this? How do we make this something bigger? Um, but as you know, life gets in the way, mm-hmm. you know, the house needs to get paid for, otherwise that roof isn't, you know, going to stay over your head. Yeah. So we, we branched off on our own adventures as, as filmmakers and storytellers, but we always knew we would come back. It was just finding the right script and finding the right time for us all to do that. And, uh, luckily, you know, we, we managed to come back together and, and put the payday onto paper and and we we ran with it we were told you know all throughout those years between the short and the feature you guys have got to do something with that and those characters but mm. we didn't want it to necessarily be a direct link to the to the film we didn't want people to have to watch it and understand it from seeing the short first mm-hmm. but we wanted to sort of i don't know tip the hat to what we had done there and just go bigger with the payday <laughs> hopefully i think we did that i think we did that well no, you definitely did. You definitely did. It's it's a fantastic movie. It's really interesting. It's got so many great tropes, so many great performances, really well shot. It, it's it's got what you need, uh, and it's you know a testament to indie filmmakers going out there and going, let's do it. 
you know and that's what you've done you've achieved that it's it's really hard and you've achieved it with aplomb it's great oh, don't stop don't Thank stop you. Go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> my full review can be further <laughs> so kyla sam benjamin you wrote this together I, I know it's a lot of story by both of you, but what what was the process there like? How did you, I mean, I imagine Sam Bradford, you were involved as well, you know, in terms of, okay, how do we turn this into a feature? He kept getting, he kept getting us to bloody write it again. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really annoying. Really something worth doing. <laughs> I love that. Mate, don't send me shit. I'm not reading that again. Do it again. <laughs> I love it. And no, talk me through how that process worked. What was it? Who was who was pushing it? Who was the one going, come on, let's sit together and do this? Well, I'd, I'd never want to sit with Sam Benjamin. It's, it's yeah, always yeah. such a... Oh, yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's really, really tough. So um, with all that grueling work, I just thought, you know what? <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I kid, I kid. No, if um, <laughs> I can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I think as is, like the fact that um, Sam Benjamin and I we like, we we always, we always love to kind of kind of catch up and have these sort of like kind of coffee catch ups and and just talk about the things that we love most and enjoy and and when Sam Bradford was like you know we let, let let's get let's get something on paper for the feature let's do this you know now the time mm. is now of sorts um, we were like okay well let's let's kind of do what we did with Double Cross and and let's just go back and forth shooting ideas picking each other's brains. Um, and just kind of getting, getting something down. So I'd throw ideas at, at Sam, Sam would throw ideas at me and then he'd go off and write it and send it back and I'd read it again, and add little bit, bits and pieces to it. And then he'd go off again and, and just refine it. And we just kind of, we just kind of play to each other's strengths in that respect, really. And then when, when all was said and done, we, we, uh, we finally sent it over to the Sam Bradford to get the AOK green light. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was the script really. And it's, it's kind of crazy because, the academy have asked for, for 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 a version of it, and it's just like, how did that happen? You know, wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just, wow. it's, yeah, it's it's really taken on a life of its own, really. That's amazing. Those moments where it, it was difficult to write, though, those moments where you got stuck in a corner or in an elevator, in this case, or in a room <laughs> where you you're like, how? Oh, you've just been shot. How do these characters get out of this? How do they move forward? How does it help with the, you know, their arc of the characters? How did you find those moments when you were struggling to get out? Um, I think it, it, it's a great question because there's um, there's so many drafts as there are with any good feature film that gets made. Um, and it's an, I was I worked with the director recently, and he said a script is never finished; it's just abandoned. Because mm. um, yeah, there's always sadly. things, even when you watch it again, you go, "Oh, could have," you know. Oh. So I think it was yeah. a combination of um, that was the bonus of having three people because I guess I was my role in the script was on the more pure screenwriting structure level. My my job was more to so I kind of saw myself as because Bradford and Kyla often have really awesome ideas that actually got us out of situations where we were stuck and then mm. i i very much when i was approaching it wanted to make sure you mentioned good tropes i just wanted to make sure that we had the safety of tropes of the genre and beats and turns of a well-rounded feature film from which we would then be free to try different things and also there were lots of parts where we were stuck because of budget limitations or or even i would I, I or kyla would we would have a scenario and then um 
<laughs> with the low budget in mind and then sam bradford to go you know what can we just not do this can we just have this a bit or can we just go go for it on this one we'll figure it out and you're like all right you asked for it um you want more characters okay uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't come crawling back to us because you know um well, you so, can't have your steady cam because we've yeah. got 16 extras in this but, scene. but I, do, exactly. I do remember there was one there was one uh one of the scenes that takes place on a in a in a room or a, a large open plan floor space was actually meant to take place on a rooftop um and, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. but because of weather and time we had to i remember bradford called me and just said we can't do the rooftop we can't risk it so can we and then whilst we were shooting something else the following day bradford like walked me up to this new area and was like right we're thinking can we rejig it so it happens here and that happens there and i know it's not what mm-hmm. we originally plans so there was it was just a case of yeah bouncing off each other and coming up with solutions and i always remember christopher nolan said something where logic can normally get you out of most situations so you just follow the logic Mm -hmm. to the to the to the like to the nth degree and then hopefully you go oh hang on yeah that's how they Mm -hmm. get out of that but at the same time sometimes you just got to go um the audience is gonna have to go with us on this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah um stretching it a little bit here yeah (laughs) sense of disbelief but that's the you know that's the magic of movies isn't it we can do that because we've all seen movies we know if someone gets shot or something bad happens they'll probably come back the baddie will come back or if someone gets punched they get knocked out instantly for 10 days you know in real life (laughs) it just doesn't happen or selective selective hearing of like selective hearing (laughs) do you hear that no no. (laughs) Or, or the opposite where you can hear through walls i mean that's movie magic yeah, yeah. Isn't it? which is just part of it you mentioned there uh sam benjamin about um writing for budget did you already discuss this and say look we, you knew at this point how much money you had or didn't have well, do you know what i actually just remembered whilst whilst we've been talking is i don't know whether you, uh bradford and carly you remember this i think about two years before we ended up doing the payday as it was I, I kind of put together a, a rough draft of a feature film version of Double Cross that was more of a Ocean's Eleven money is no object kind of story. Um, <laughs> and it was like outside the steps of this, you know, the Grand Cathedral in Paris and, you know, all this kind of thing. And I think also us three, because we've worked together before, we also mm. were very realistic. Um, and I, I guess I didn't... Re- Bradford would be the person who's more experienced as a producer director who can look at a script and go right we're probably going to need need this amount of money um so i don't know when kyla and i were discussing story and things i think it was just a case of her on the side of practically being nauseous and then often (laughs) but then often i don't know whether um i I felt that sam bradford because he's a very visual director would always he'd he'd come up with an idea that was higher budget but he would already have thought about the consequences yeah. of it mm. yeah i don't know whether you felt that as well kyla or oh he's definitely he's very savvy savvy braddy <laughs> <laughs> but do we have a do we have a specific budget brad did you give us a brief and say listen guys can no. we i can't no. remember and there was i mean you know i just kind of told you guys write a movie and then when i got it it was like okay how do i do this uh mm. which so you're saying was, we I could think, have written it for like 10 mil yeah and you would I mean, have made you know, it work <laughs> you, know, you have to go and you go no i think uh it was it was a case of like i remember saying to you benj after like one of the many drafts like <laughs> can you just can you just put a car 
bit of car action in there, please. Yeah. And he just, yeah. you know, and I had no idea how I was going to deliver that or like how right. we as a production would like source that and, and do that. But I was like, ah, give me something else to play with as well. Like, you know, it was just one of those, it would be great if the movie could have this. Okay, great. There's the, there it is on paper. Okay. How do we manage that? And then it's just pulling your resources and working out how can we get close to what's, what's on the page and what's in our heads. So it was, it was more like if this was our only swing at the, at the ball, um, let's just go for it as much as we can. And there are, there are some really nice things that we shot and some really fun things that didn't make it into the movie. Mm. Um, you know, for you, you know the, how this game plays. Giles, like you know, certain permissions uh, in terms of like songs and stuff. We we have like a karaoke scene. Um, oh right, yes. <laughs> it was so much. Uh, Beyonce to... <laughs> <laughs> um, She's back, baby. She's, she's back. back. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, like, there, there's elements. There's there's scenes like that that you know just will sadly forever forever not see the light of day because mm. the budget needs to also be allocated to all of the headaches that come after you filmed the movie and uh yes. but we just went for it and shot everything that we could because we wanted to give our utmost to it because this could have been our only go and you know mm. it won't be but you know uh it won't be. No. We, we we wanted to give it 110 percent. did you know about locations was the locations did you have you know because you've got a lot in the office this big office space you know and it's beautiful and it looks nice you've got the lovely views did was that already an option? Did you go, let's write it for this specific area to do the heist in type thing? Or did you try and find that after, Kyla? Um, well, fortunately, um Bradford was was great in, in, in sourcing that because he'd um it was firstly it was during um just we were just coming out of lockdown. So um the fact that you know the majority of London was still very, very, very quiet um was 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 hugely beneficial to us and where we shot was um was actually a new um office kind of development site in in, in the Docklands in the east in the east end of London um and mm. Bradford had done some promo work for them prior to so when we were coming when we were when we were developing the script and developing the story I think I think well I'm, I'm sure Brad you're you're the best person to speak about this but you had it in the back of your mind that you know what I know some people who know some people who might just if we ask nicely, mm-hmm. um, might let us use it. And considering, as we said, during lockdown, there was no other businesses in there. There was no one else who needed the space. Um, it was the, it was the perfect playground for us. It couldn't have been more perfectly timed. And, um, we had our run of the place, to be honest. <laughs> literal run of the place. See, that makes such a difference, doesn't it? But, but you didn't know that when writing it. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I think we 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 wrote generally for a a location that was a bit of a office block type or a, a, some kind of building with multiple floors. But then I can even remember Bradford going, I think just simple things like, um, it's not going to have seven floors now; it's going to have this many floors. So can we uh, adjust that, please? And then, ooh, there is we don't have this kind of room. There's no. There isn't a caretaker's utility room, so can we have this? How about a boiler room? Does that work? Or, you know, things like that. So it was just constantly adjusting um, mm. each time. Uh, but I think that's what you do. You do adapt. But I think it's that fine balance, isn't it, when writing a script, when you know you're going to make it for very, very little money, is to go, okay, well, let's not go too crazy, but also we need to tell the story. We need to get that across in the right way. It, it is easier to adapt later like you say mm-hmm. change it from a, a meeting room to a boiler room or whatever it, it is easier to do that you go okay well and i imagine you came across this issue which i had a lot on the dare was how 
this, this room has no doors or it's only got one door. <laughs> so, how, so, so how does someone get out the other side and how do they not get seen? All that kind of stuff. And you just have to magically make it work. It's, it's, it's wonderful, that side of filmmaking, but also it can be horrible headache because you've got it in your mind. Let's talk about that then because obviously this, the screenwriting side of it sounds great. It sounds like you just got it down on paper and loads of drafts, like, you know, a lot of work went into it. But you're like, hey, let's go shoot this. Let's talk about that side of things, just going shooting it. And I love that attitude of, hey, we're just going to go shoot something. That's brilliant. It, it really is. It, it means, you know, you've... You know, and and credit, credit to Sam Bradford because I can still remember the meeting where, <laughs> where, where the three of us were there and um, Bradford had kind of uh, arranged this meeting because uh, it had been a couple of years and he was saying things like, yeah, so what are we going to do with this? Are we going to do anything with it? And... I guess we could chase mm-hmm. this funding or we could wait for that, you know, yep, BAFTA, whatever, or, whatever, you know, whatever. BBC Cheers, films BFI. this Thanks. and BFI <laughs> this, or, oh, you know, maybe we could, you know, a Creative England, if we could play on the regional factor or we could play on Kyla's mm-hmm. female, you know, lead thing or, you know, mm-hmm. ticking all these boxes. And then Bradford just said, or why don't we just make it ourselves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was, it was that phrase yep. and that, that's yep. what set the ball in motion. I love it, and but how did you go about that? Because that's great. You yeah, know, Bradford, I, I'm how did we? <laughs> <laughs> it is all about that. I'm still trying, still trying to work it out. If I'm being honest, I think uh, <laughs> we first of all took a stab at you know working with the full production team, so all of the producers uh, mm-hmm. and, and like the support crew that were already signed up. We was trying to t- first work out. Okay, we've got this script. Uh, none of us have done a feature before, like from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many days do you think this is going to be? And it was literally almost like, you know, like when you just open a book and you just put your finger on a page, it was like, okay, we're going to say 22 days. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and we worked from there trying to work out, okay, it's going to be tight, but why don't we do this many pages in this day? And we worked Mm -hmm. out how locations we needed. And then the headaches that go with those locations, you know, we wanted to shoot outside St. Paul's cathedral, um, we wanted to make sure that London was felt every time we were outside in some mm. way, shape or form. Mm. And then it's like, how do we do that without, you know, uh, knocking on the door of Westminster Abbey and saying, can we please shoot here and stuff? And I think it really kind of boiled down to um, identifying, you know, what was key that mm. was like the, the biggest location that we needed was the 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 mechanism for where the, the main brunt of the movie takes place Mm. and then littering around that okay we've got this this important location we definitely need to scout for here scout for there i've already got somewhere lined up for that i know people here um i can just email them and and you know they'll just send me what i need to keep security off my back for for that time (laughs) there and we and we pretty rolled with it so after we had had the meeting that, that sam had just sort of spoke about uh Sam and I spent a day walking around London with uh, the cinematographer. Um, and we was like, this would be good. This would be great. This would be good. Okay, cool. Jot that up. We sent that to Kyla. Kyla's like, great. Love it. What about this? And we're like, oh, yeah, we forgot all about that. Okay, great. Let's go back out. <laughs> and, and we just rolled from there. And, and then it was a, a case of just jumping, Giles. Like, there was a point where it's like, there's only so much more we can do. We've got everybody lined up. People are saying yes to this. We've worked out costs. Um, you know, we've we've done our bargains and we've 
you know, I, I love agents and I love agencies. They're great. Yep. But for for <laughs> an, indie, <laughs> an indie working with uh, a small budget, sometimes you just need to go straight to the source and try your luck. And mm-hmm. very much behind our movie is an ethos of if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah. We we did that and we I think we're nice people. I think that worked in our favor. <laughs> we wanted to help us. Um, True. Yep. And we did play we played circumstance to our advantage. You know, we, as Kyla said, we were coming out of lockdown. The country was still trying to work out how to conduct itself after such a global, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, everybody sort of was trying to trying to still work out how to do things. And that offered us opportunities. I don't think we'd have if we were trying to make it now or, mm. or, bef- or before the, um, the, epi- you know, the pandemic. So, we were we were fortunate in terms of the timings and i think it was just our decision to jump that made it happen more than anything else did you do it did you shoot all in one block and did you plan that that's what you wanted to do because that's the first thing it's sometimes setting a date is the most important thing it's like look we're gonna go make a film great and everyone goes great great but there's something that doesn't move the needle forward and it's often one person (laughs) going right this is it Guys and girls, this is when we're doing it. And it's great because everyone goes, okay, great. Or could we move it back a day because I've got a wedding or I've got this, that, other. <laughs> right? It's because you're all probably doing it for the love of it. You know, you're doing it because you want to do this and get this made. Mm. Um, so therefore, it has to work around your lives as well and your work and your schedules. But making a feature film, you know, <laughs> it's once in a lifetime, you're never as free as that first time. You know, no, it's like, <laughs> like a virgin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty Because <laughs> after that, <laughs> it's all very different. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's that initial seed, that initial go, pressing the go button of here is the date. Is that something you did? Did did you sort of all go, look, this is the date and we're going to shoot in a block and I hope everyone's free and hope we can do it? Yes, I think it was It was a case of that. We did have another incentive and that was that uh, Sam Benjamin had his uh, green card accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst whilst all of the prep was happening, and I had a deadline, you got to enter the country to activate it by a certain oh, yeah. time. So it was like it was yeah. like a kind of a, a real life uh, Mission Impossible time limit that we then had to. Yeah, all of a sudden there was a clock on making perfect. It. Yeah, perfect. There you that go. actually probably really helped because yeah. he's like, "Look, we have to do it before this date, otherwise we've lost Sam Benjamin." And Giles, and they couldn't find anyone who could come close. Stop as it! Well, stop it! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> let's not even. Let's not. That's what Kyla not. said. That's what Kyla said. She That's had what big, she said. She, she did like a thousand auditions. Uh, a thousand no one came close. Said, "You know, listen, I've tried my best <laughs> to get you out of this." But... <laughs> but you have to do it. God you help me. So you chose. So now you've got a date brilliant it honestly does make a difference you set that date it's like okay well we've got to do it now and the pressure's on and it's frightening and you think oh we've got a month or two or whatever it could be maybe more but suddenly that time disappears mm-hmm. and suddenly you've got three weeks you're like oh my god we haven't sorted this we haven't sorted that talk us through that time period because it is wonderful and frightening and horrible and is it ever going to come together type period what, what can you remember from that period Kyla well it was kind of crazy because I had um I had given birth in 2019 and then in 2020 and was still breastfeeding by the time that we came to actually shoot the film so it was like it was the first time the first day on set was the first time I'd ever left my 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 kids like to go back to work Oh my and gosh, of course, yeah. yeah so it, it was too. it was a bit like 
what am I doing? Uh, oh my gosh. And it was one of those things where I remember my husband, who's also an actor, he, um, but he said to me, Kyla, remember who th- you are. You are Kyla Fry. You are an mm. actor. You are a filmmaker. You are a badass bee. And you're going to go in there and do what it is that mm. you do best. And I was like, oh, Oh yeah, Love yeah, it. yeah. You're right. Okay, okay. And it was, yeah. it was just, it was. You're a, Sasha it was, Fierce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it is that. I yeah. think it's, it's a reminder. And I know that 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 that's a thing for for a lot of mums who are going back to work or finding their place back in the world and reminding themselves of who they are, what it is they love to do, and and filmmaking is and, and creating and creating movies is as much my baby as my babies are do you know it's, it's something that i've always loved mm. doing and when you're doing it with people like sam benjamin sam bradford who are not just my you know my my colleagues and my collaborators but they're also amazing people and my amazing friends and they were so supportive and considerate mm. of that and we were really able to kind of work with each other because i was like oh my gosh i'm I've literally as i said i still got babe in arms how, how am i how am i about to do this how am i about to leave them for like three weeks unfortunately I, as i said i had my husband he's a great dad as well and he was just he was on hand he, unfortunately he wasn't he wasn't like on set or anywhere himself so he was able to look after the girls and we just made it work mm. and i think that's the you know that's the that's the the beauty and brilliance of being a mother because we just make it work but that's the beauty and brilliance of being filmmakers we just make it work by hook or by crook and we get it done and um i'm so proud of what we've been able to do because we were we were up against it but it does feel like it's very in keeping with the film. It's very in keeping with the characters because it's like when you're up against the wall, what is it that you do? It's the making of you or the mm-hmm. breaking of you in certain, some cases, but we, yeah, we did it. And um, so the, the pressure was there. The pressure was very real. But like I said, if you're working with amazing people, you, it just, it all seems to come together. And it, it did. Kyla, I seem to remember your first day and you told Art to send away the non-alcoholic wine and, and you wanted... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to the real stuff. The, the truth comes out. Here we go. I'm away from the kids. Give me wine. Yeah, I remember that day very differently. And didn't you claim that it was because your method? Is that? Of course. That, like, yeah. yeah. It's like you want the real deal. Come on. Let's not scrimp. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? I like that. I like that. So basically, you're saying you shot in three weeks. That was your shooting period, is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, Perfect. pretty much. Yeah, yeah three weeks. Um, yeah. Certain parts of it were dictated by the availability of certain talent, um, but we we blocked together as much as we could, especially when we were in that big building. Um, it just, if everybody was more switched on and in tune with everything that we had to shoot, I felt like that would serve the film better because everybody was familiar with the space, you know, you know, right down to the runners and the production assistants all the way up to, to the DP and the Steadicam ops, you know, like they would know where they need to go because as you know, on a, on a, on an indie, you've got to shoot probably more than what you, you really should per Mm -hmm. day. So time was really of the essence for most of the, of the three weeks that we shot, to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it just time time is that your worst enemy and your best friend it can go within seconds and suddenly it's five to seven you've got to be out of the building by seven <laughs> yeah. and i tell you what the amount of shots you can get done suddenly the crew go crazy it's like we want to go home we have to get yeah. this done it's quite amazing how you think outside the box in those moments as well that big set piece you had planned becomes a wanna <laughs> you know but in it the, works just as well in the in the director of photography's eyes when he realizes he's got 30 <laughs> minutes instead of yes. two hours to, to yeah. Yeah. but to give credit though Sam Bradford I remember when we when we did Double Cross we did 12 pages in 12 hours 
that's what always mm. gave, that's what wow. always gave me the faith that no matter what we were up against we were always we were mm. always going to be able to get it done because if you could do 12 yes. pages in 12 hours that's that's like miracle making <laughs> do you know what i mean not just movie making it's miracle making I- it's miracle making, and I think that's what's great about indie filmmakers who've gone and done that, made a short or seven or seven hundred, and they've literally gone in a day, friends round. How can we shoot this? Let's do it. Let's put it together. Oh my god, you learn. You learn so quick. You didn't need all those wides. You learn so quick how you can double up your shots, how you can get two out of a one. You know what I mean? You just do. You you spend so long on certain shots that you didn't need, certain times stuff you didn't need, and you can only learn. By doing, By doing. And once, once you've done it, you go, ah, oh, okay, for next time I won't do that. And, and especially in the edit room as well, you learn so much more in the edit room. You go, ah, yeah. <laughs> all right, I, I wish I'd got that closer for, you know, <laughs> I wish I'd got, you know, all these kind of things that, that, that's what makes you a better filmmaker. You learn, but if you don't do it, you're just sitting there talking about it. And again, that's what I love that you guys have done and you've just done that. Um, let's quickly talk about money side then, because it was this, literal did you have anything is this something that you went look we had a bit we managed to find some money did you do any crowdfunding did you do any sourcing that way or was it we're just going to do this with our own savings pennies or we're just going to do favors well we went i mean so we ventured down the crowdfunding route before and Mm -hmm. that's so difficult uh especially um when there are you know so many platforms to crowdfund from um Mm -hmm. And it's it's it, it in itself is is a job just raising the money to, to to feel confident enough to go out and shoot something. So we first identified what's our immediate hard costs, like what have mm. we got to pay for, um, and and then that of course was location and people's time. Um, fortunately, I'm I'm in a position where I'm I'm part of a production uh, company called Praxima, so we mm. were able to um, lend the the kit and Great. we crewed you know um most of the of the of the film through the production company on kind of borrowed time i guess you can call it um mm. and and then it's and then it's a case of of working out okay how do we how do we get the money that we need um and again it, i come back to that saying if you don't ask you don't get and we have all made good friends on our way up uh, and and i think it was a case of speaking to those that we felt comfortable talking to that we knew would be interested in supporting us mm-hmm. and not putting any pressure on how much they wanted to give us. Um, and I think that always plays well because then people feel, uh, you know, that they can trust you and that you're taking them seriously. And the not the, I don't want to say risk, but it is a risk to, to invest in indie film. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I think it's, uh, it was just a case of being honest and open and, and, and showing what we wanted to make and, and demonstrating to them that we feel that we can do this well and eventually it will pay off if not with this one, but you know, it should be a, a launching plan, you know, pad for, for us all to continue to make movies like this. And, and, you know, we want to invite you along for the ride. And thankfully those that we asked really responded well to that, even after I'd asked them for money the first time and then we'd run out and I'd have to go back and say, can we have some more please? please sir. Uh, it, yeah. It just worked out. And I think it was just about being open and honest and really sort of wearing our hearts on our sleeve and saying, we really want to do this. We don't need actually as much as what you'd think, you know, this isn't a Brad Pitt film. This is, this is us just trying to carve a little, bit of fun out of the hollywood movie machine and uh, mm. and it worked it, it can do, and like you say that that attitude is exactly right ask and 
people, if they can, will support because they believe in you. They fancy a bit of a flutter, a bit of fun, get to come to set, whatever. It's all those kind of little things that to someone who doesn't make films is amazing. And you can make it amazing for them. You know, you can show them a good time, treat them well, and hopefully they'll be there forever for you as well. Uh, it works both ways. You don't just need them. They also need you yeah. and and that you become friends that's the idea i suppose in some way you know film friends um and that's really nice okay i love that i think that's that's really cool did you obviously you did all your paperwork and you did you have to do all your ims and get all your, your you know your company in order and make sure you did your limited company and all that kind of stuff and yeah, get your claim back from your vfi tax credit did you yeah. it was that kind of thing that you're thinking about at the time or was it something you did when you were in post because it's there's a lot of work it is a lot of work. We we were we were as prudent as we could be during the during the prep of the of mm-hmm. the film. We knew there were certain things that we would have to come back to. Um, my you know the accountant for the movie, uh, he's a saint, uh, and and he was sort of like <laughs> just very gently pointing out to us uh, after we'd shot the movie. You know, oh, it would have been nice for you to just sort of do this or this and that. But <laughs> yeah, we we set up a limited company um, mm-hmm. in, in respect of of the movie, so all of the finances going into the film and coming out from the film spends were clear as day and easily traceable. And, you know, um, we, we could sort of get that sort of hammered into one corner, the tax relief scheme. And, you know, we knew mm-hmm. we were shooting all of this in England. We knew we were shooting, um, you know, that we could claim back on from, we were sort of learning that as we went, um, mm-hmm. being tipped by people that we were working with and, you know, people that were sort of mentoring us through the process. And, and yeah, we were basically making sure that everything either being donated to the film, being spent by the film was like emailed receipts, you know, <laughs> everything saved, everything double checked, everything run past the team as a whole. Mm. Uh, so we could make sure that nothing sort of came back and bit us. And, and, you know, that translates also to like the permissions. Once we had identified exactly what we needed to shoot, do we need paperwork for this? Are we going to get in trouble? Because this was also our first venture into distribution. Mm. And those things matter. So it was making sure we didn't cause headaches later, you know, mm-hmm. and cause us, you know, more woe. Yes, it's that's so good. And one thing that's um, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but so many indie filmmakers don't do this is take photos on set, actual stills, proper stills. And that's the thing the distributors want more than anything else. I yeah. mean, obviously, they, yeah. they want all the other things they need. <laughs> but if they don't get those photos, because they won't take it from the film, it's not good enough, not high quality enough. Yeah, You're somebody asking people's iPhone photos. You know what I mean? It's we've, like, got, we've got a great photographer like Ryan O'Donoghue. Great, he's, done, he's done so much of, you know, the work. We've, we've worked along him with, with him since Double Cross, actually, funny enough. So he's done the posters, he's done stills, Brilliant. he's done behind the scenes for not just this, but a number of other projects as well. And he is top draw. So like it's, mm. it's, quite, it's quite great to have so many talented people on hand that just believe in your work and that you love to work with as well. Mm. We had a small hiccup where our, our go-to on set unit stills guy, who's mm. fantastic, and Ryan O'Donoghue, he wasn't available for the two days we had Simon Callow on set. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> and it was like no, but, but as Kyla said, you know, we know a lot of very talented people, and we was able to call a, call um, Tyler Feosi in. He he came and he couldn't believe his luck because we kept that little detail away. From him. <laughs> <laughs> we turned up and uh, and he was like, oh wow, and and you know, uh, Giles, you've seen the movie, but it's mm-hmm. it's a very colourful scene that surrounds it's beautifully shot, yeah, yeah, these, uh, scenes and. Uh, 
yeah he, yes. he was he was it was great but you were you're so right um and we didn't really i mean as sam said we we know that that's important but we didn't realize that could be a deal breaker until you get there no mm-hmm. one tells you these things and it mm-hmm. it was it was stroke of luck and and our sort of i guess we're like no it needs to be more polished it needs to look more you know how do we do that let's just get a stills guy in yeah okay great fine i mean that's going to cost money but let's just do it anyway yeah fine mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah away we went but uh yeah, yeah. important and that's and that that's testament to you guys as well for having the nous for understanding for probably listening to podcasts to reading books to hit listening to other people to going to talks all those type of things that over your time has just sunk in mm-hmm. it's just in there you can't you know what I mean? It's someone will say, yeah, we should get stills and everyone ask us, yes, of course we should. You know what I mean? Rather than going, oh, why? It's a waste of money or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, your your deliverables and what you have to show of the film. And, you know, shooting the film, and raising the money is a really small part of yeah. the onion of your film. You know, the iceberg, it's the tip. There mm-hmm. it is. But what about all that underneath that no one ever hears about <laughs> with any of these films is all the other stuff that goes into it, you know, all, it just never stops. No. Um, that whole editing process, the whole delivering, I, I, you know, I'm still delivering on certain films from years ago. You know, there, there's a new, new country, a new territory wants it, right? You've suddenly yeah. got to dub it or you've got to do this. Yeah. You've got to deliver in this format. And mm. that kind of stuff is just, yeah, no one's going to teach you. You just have to hopefully be aware that you heard it somewhere. Or yeah, that, I mean, you know. thank God for the internet. I, mm-hmm. like, right you know because like there are the resources out there but you know you you finish shooting a movie you think wow i've done it and then someone says the word like clearance <laughs> yeah 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 and you're like what, what do you mean what do you mean like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we've got it all like and it's like no that's not what clearance means you're like, oh okay right it's not yeah like, every car you've used every uh every logo picture. that's in yeah. shot every yeah, picture know. every single thing has to be checked it has to be proven yeah. that you can use this and that's got it's caught a lot of filmmakers out because you've got sony written across the back of someone or whatever it is or you've <laughs> got a mercedes-benz and they're like no you you can't use that and of course you can't you're like but why not we're promoting your brand they don't care they're not apple apple are very happy to let you use their products in most films without really asking but any other is not Mm. is not nike on a t-shirt yeah all that kind of stuff you're not allowed to do it you know what i mean people don't know this we had a we had a close call that was that was thankfully saved in the edit um process where a character um makes a phone call based on on a on his car having some trouble Right. The scripted line that that mm. character said on the phone was, "Yeah, the engine's just not playing ball," and that came back as a flag where what? the car, what? the the car and the brand oh. being, being <laughs> yeah, of course. Fine. But yeah. that, that brand might not like the fact that we're saying the engine's unreliable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clearance is yep. clearance is saying to us, "This is during post." Clearance is saying, "Is there is there a way you could you know uh, not have that dialogue in there?" And it's like, no. <laughs> we've already shot the thing we shot that like three months ago like yeah that actor's like shooting a pilot and a series in manchester now there's no way we can reshoot that and thankfully it was it was on a wide shot and and the 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 actor in question vincent jerome he Mm. delivered it in in such a way where you don't actually see him mouth the word engine right (laughs) so we dropped we just dropped that word out of his line and and in the movie it's like yeah it's just not playing ball and we sent that to clearance and clearance were like, that's fine. 
there you go and little um, things like that and <laughs> yeah which is the other thing to do obviously for in future and generally people listening is you can do this beforehand you can send your script yeah. to script yeah. clearance companies before you shoot and they'll go through all that and go which car are you using massively what are they saying this <laughs> massively <laughs> massively recommend that in fact I would <laughs> say please do yeah. well, and also my um, my my mum would actually agree with that engine trouble with that brand of car <laughs> <laughs> she's had a nightmare this year <laughs> you can get product placement like say that's another thing you can get on your film for indie filmmakers don't realize that they can get product placement for a car and therefore it's cleared to use in your film you know we got a, a mini as you mentioned there for three-day millionaire and we borrowed a friend's rolls royce you know all those type of things you can get clearance for you can get computers for free you can get uh food for free that they'll deliver the food for you to go in someone's kitchen or to go in all these kind of things you can get you've just got to search for it you know yeah, product placement company don't tell you this and you just assume, nope oh it's yeah. coca-cola Coca they'll never even respond to me and it's mm -hmm. like actually they will it's just working out how you get to them and and, and how yeah. you reach out and yeah it's that it's whole facade of we can't knock on that door they're too big and it's like actually mm -hmm. Actually, it's not. It's to speak to the right product placement company, and yet yeah, suddenly it's happening. And obviously, Coca-Cola wants their product to be in movies, so it's not a problem. It just has to be done in the right way, not someone dying of a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <over there. Yeah. laughs> That's Which a movie in, right there. Right there. Coca-Cola will endorse it one <laughs> yeah. day. What was, the, was there any issues that happened on set where things went wrong and you had to suddenly think outside the box? Sam and Kyla, one for you first, actors-wise. What went wrong? Casting, I think Sam Benjamin, like we said, yeah. there's a thousand auditions. Beyonce singing that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. What about for, for you, Sam Bradford? Any major issues you can remember that you went, oh, "Okay, I'm glad we did that," or something that our listeners can take away from and learn? Um, I, I mean, I don't know if this this is helpful, but uh, relying on British weather. For scenes, that <laughs> for, scene, for scenes that require dialogue outside yep. is do or die territory and uh we had we had this we had this three hour um window to shoot outside alexandra palace with the view of the skyline mm. and um you know the we had to hire a bench you know from props because the benches there were great but they didn't offer the right view and we planted it down. We rehearsed the scene, ready to go. Okay, send him to makeup, get into costume, and the, the heavens opened. Right? <laughs> Welcome to indie filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't <sighs> it wasn't just a light, you know, shower. This was thunder and lightning, and mm. we had I think an hour and a half left of what we had paid for at Alexandra Palace. And oh, on an indie, you don't have that luxury of oh, we've got continuity budget. We'll come mm -hmm. back tomorrow didn't have yeah. that so we were, we were just stood there watching the rain just decimate the bench <laughs> we're covering it we're covering it with our flags and like bounce yeah. boards just to try and preserve some sort of color because the wood just changed color and um luckily you know after after like religiously praying to the above it yeah. just passed so quickly um right. that we, we just had to like dry the bench down mm -hmm throw we, we shot two scenes on that bench and we just had to work and adapt because it wasn't supposed to be as dark as what it was because we had to wait for the storm to pass and it was like that's where you need to be flexible and realize okay this is now taking place in the evening it's not mm -hmm. gonna, there's not going to be a hint of daylight for this moment and you know we, we'll just run with what we've got so yeah british weather don't 
don't bank on it. Um, and I think uh, shooting out of sequence, like, you know, continuity, it's been mentioned, but we we didn't have the luxury of like reviewing dailies. Um, so there was, there was times where we had shot a sequence and we were really happy with it. And then we realized, Oh, uh, this maybe needs an extra scene, just a moment. Like, have we got a shot of, of, of this person running up this staircase? And it's like, no, we don't. Okay. Because she doesn't have the gun in her hand on the scene that follows, but she had it. And this, like, do we worry about that? Do we want to get picked up on it? And like what Sam said earlier, like sometimes you just hope the audience will just jump in and accept it. But other times it's that itch that needs scratching. And then it's like, there's no time. There's no time to fix this remedy. And it's like, do you know what? Right. Just run and gun that. And like, kind of run up those stairs, <laughs> run up those stairs. It's going to be, a, what lens have we got on it? Right. Okay. It's a tight run up them stairs and mm. shove that gun down the back of the pants and like that yep. do that's it um, so yeah i love yeah. that i love the fact that we that's what i love sometimes in indie set you'll just go okay grab the camera i'm gonna go get this shot grab that shot grab that shot it's so sort of fulfilling at the same time as it's better to have it than not have it and as much as that might freak everyone out go hang on what are you doing now we haven't prepped we haven't no no it doesn't matter i just need this shot okay while people are doing something else stick the camera on my hand i'm just going to move this key in a lock great we've got the shot if i need it and sometimes you don't need it Mm. but it's there if you need to pace up the scene you need a reaction you need something and I love that. Uh, yeah. So I'm well done for doing that. But it's, uh-huh. you know, because otherwise you've got to try and come back. You go, we're missing stuff. And quickly, let's talk about selling the movie then. Because now you've done, like I say, the hard work. You've got it to where it needs to be. You've done the edit. And now comes the second hard bit. Selling the movie and then doing all the good stuff like, you know, getting it ready for them. Mm. How did you go about that? Did you go straight to distributors? Did you just send it to them? Did you do screenings? Because, again, it's in the middle of COVID, so things had changed. It wasn't like you can put screenings on anywhere. Um, Talk us through that process and what worked for you. So it was, again, like we didn't know how to do any of that. We we had an idea based on what we've listened to and what we've read and what people tell us. But essentially it came down to um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of push putting it out there and and a and a bit of luck for us in our in our case we knew our our film wasn't necessarily a festival darling and mm. and from a budget perspective it does cost a lot to to take a film to a festival in the hopes that someone there will watch it and then like it enough to come and talk to you afterwards so we we kind of put our eggs away from that basket and put it in another basket of sending it to people we knew and had connections with that could send it to people we ne- we couldn't necessarily get it to. Um, and two of our EPs, uh, Bo Youngblood and John Iradi, they knew someone at Vertical Entertainment. Well, they knew someone that had just become a big player at Vertical Entertainment, but they knew him from before. Oh, and yeah. It was a case of, do you think you could get this to that person? Uh, and amongst like many other people on the hit list. And, and it was that person that actually sort of take, took a swing and said, I'm going to let my team watch it. And they do this kind of viewing. It's like a special uh, like app that, that, that everybody on that team, they go away and they have a weekend to watch the movie and they all sit in a big, massive boardroom. I'm, I'd imagine it's really scary. And they, <laughs> they, they say what they liked or didn't like about it. And, and that sort of D-Day happened and they came back and they said, we like it. Um, and that for us was like a huge, like moment where people outside of our circle, people outside of, of those that Mm. of course are going to watch it and be very complimentary always. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Would, would feedback you know they had you know they were honest with their feedback and they said what they really liked about it and what they thought that they could do with it and then you're left with a okay we've got one what do we do with this and and we explored many options and we we put it out there but ultimately we came back to that team because what they said felt right for for our home you know being their their sort of location and in terms of a company that would represent the movie and what they wanted to do with it um was was what we were hoping for so it was a lot of luck but it was also down to the connections that we had made prior to making the movie and making the most out of that ask calling on people to just you know give us a chance i don't think it was i don't, I don't think it was luck though <laughs> i think everything you've just said <laughs> is is based upon prior relationships from creating things that they liked so i think um the, like the two execs that introduced us to Tony, it was a payoff from, you know, years of prior work. Um, so that, and mm. that's a, that's a good, you know, it's an encouraging thing because you just never know someone who you want to work with or who likes your work. And you're like, Oh, why haven't, why haven't I got work from them yet? Or why haven't, and then years later you'll align and they, they might go, Hey, I know someone who bloody love this mm. and then share mm-hmm. it with them. It's, it's, you're right, Sam, Sam say it's putting that work in in the past. You know, it's putting the work in by going to festivals, by going to these places and meeting people. And that is your luck. Luck brings chance, which brings people to your door, you know, because you're knocking. But they go, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Or you're doing it the right way because you remember someone who'd met someone who you'd met somewhere else. Well, they said luck is preparation meeting opportunity, isn't it? And where, you, where you've done your work, where you've where you've grafted for however many years and when you've given the best of yourselves and and you, and, and you and you've made those connections all you need is that one opportunity all you need is one of those doors to open for you and 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 that's exactly what happened oh amazing i love it uh and congratulations honestly the payday is excellent you've worked so hard all of you on this movie and it it comes across in buckets it looks like you had fun as well um (laughs) and as much as i know how hard it is to make an indie film when you're having fun it makes it all the better. And the fact that you three are friends and you've come up together from a short to make this feature is incredible and testament to you and inspiration to those listening and those watching your film. So congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Really well done. Absolute pleasure. Um, Where can people find you on the socials? Let's have a quick run round. I haven't done this one for a while, but I thought I'd do it. Uh, Sam Benjamin, where can people find you to harass you and harangue you in LA? People can harass me via at Sam Benjamin now (laughs) um, on Twitter and Instagram uh, or Sam at SamBenjamin.com if you want to email me, you know, because you want me to be the lead in your new movie. Um, <laughs> I'm available. Perfect. No, um, and and yeah, do, should I do the plug for the film itself on where people can find that? Or yeah, that, yes, so please. Th- uh, you can go to at uh, Payday Movie. Is it? Or is it mm-hmm. at The Payday yeah. Movie? The Payday Movie. You're either going to do it, Sam, or you're not. It's at The Payday Movie um, for uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then if you go to paydaymovie.com, you'll get all the links to however you want to rent or buy it, whether it be on Apple or Amazon or Google or Sky or Virgin or whichever your preferred outlet is. Uh, amazing. I love that. I recovered, I recovered it. I recovered it. You did. You recovered it. You did very well. Barely. 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 would have done it Kyle, where, where, where can people Hashtag the payday movie? Um... There we go. Where can people find you slaying Beyonce? 
you can find me at Kyla Fry or at Kyla Fry Official on Instagram. And uh, yeah, or Google. Google's a great place, you know, to find people and find out information. <laughs> It's a place. It definitely it is. It is a place. <laughs> uh, Sam Bradford. Don't Google me because... Oh, <laughs> everything no, 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 will come no. up. If you, if you Google me, you'll find a, an American quarterback who I constantly get angry tweets at overnight oh. where he's not performed well in a game. <laughs> they have a go at you. venting <laughs> <laughs> at me because the guy isn't on Twitter and, and they, they, they just find Sam Bradford and they're like... You should write back you should, if you are you him should. and go, yeah, cheers, yeah, man. I, yeah. I don't know enough about the sport, but maybe I should... That'd be funnier. Yeah. That's funnier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I but, scored a good goal tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, people can find me on instagram and twitter at i'm sam bradford and if you want to keep up with what i'm doing um with the production team that that made the movie check us out on praxima.co.uk amazing listen uh those of you who are listening this proves if you're nice um if you can slay beyonce if you pick a date uh and you go out and do it you can go make your indie film you can make it happen believe in yourselves and go do it and if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well it is your duty to send the elevator if it is working all the way back <laughs> down. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sam Benjamin, thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you, Jazz. Thanks for having me on. It's been a. I feel like we've known each other for a for a fair a fair while. Fair amount of time. But yeah. yeah, yeah. We finally, have. finally, we you know I got off my ass and made something. So. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. It's really nice. And Kyla Fry, thank you for your time. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Jazz. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Pleasure, um, Sam Bradford. Uh, real treat to meet you thank you buddy cheers Giles thank you mate really good I love this excellent right there you are whatever you're doing uh, this new year go and do it for you and go out there and make your film it's 2023 you can make things happen just like this team have done go do it be inspired go make your films Uh, we will see you next Tuesday as always we have a fantastic guest coming up in the next two weeks i'm not going to say who it is yet um but he will be oscar nominated in the next couple of weeks i imagine who knows who knows what do i know uh so we will see you then for uh next episode as always see you tuesday take care everyone bye bye